0: What's going on everybody welcome back to the channel today's video is going to be all about wrapping up my california delta event uh the flw toyota series event up on the california delta if you guys have watched all the the content so far you could tell that i had a whole bunch of problems um, going through practice and I tried to keep a, a positive mindset um, I tried to stay focused and I tried to stay motivated through all those issues and through all that adversity and I'm not gonna I was really really tough you know I'd get out there and I'd start trying to fish and maybe I'd get a bite or something like that and then something would happen and um, or I'd go to an area where I thought that I was gonna get bit and I wouldn't get bit and it just kind of every day was hard there was no there was nothing easy about that entire trip unfortunately and um, you know I would have hoped to have been able to run into some bigger fish but it just was tough and unfortunately had a tough tournament but even through that I do want to highlight some of the gear that I was using and some of the tackle that I was using in that event so that way if you guys saw something that you liked then you can go out get it for yourself and get yourself some good quality equipment. So one of the first things that I want to uh, talk about in today's video is the Tackle that I was using to throw my spinner baits and my chatter baits while I was out at the Delta and It was the seven foot three medium heavy fast action six cents fishing divine rod um, Really great rod for spinner baits really great rod for chatter baits as well And I got it paired up with the Daiwa Tatula SV 6 3 to 1 gear ratio all through practice. I was fishing 12 pound test and then on the last day of the tournament, I upsized it because if you guys have been following the uh, the uh, content, you'll know that I broke off a good fish on the chatterbait. Um, so that was pretty unfortunate. But um, this is a great combo if you wanted to get it for your chatterbaits or spinnerbaits. Um, it's got a nice soft tip kind of helps you really get that bait out there, helps you cast, get some good distance. But then it also has some backbone to where you're still gonna get those hook sets, but it's got enough give to enable those fish to really get a hold of it and get that hook into their mouth. So that way when you do set the hook, you do get some good penetration into their mouth. The spinner bait that you guys saw right there was not the one that I was using in my Delta tournament. Uh, The one we were using in that tournament was this one right here. Hopefully that's focusing in for you guys. One thing you want to notice is it's got this green uh blade i painted it green and then it's got this nice bluegill pattern uh baby bream six cents uh silicone jig skirt and um, dual molds ultra minnow spinner jig hildebrandt blades on there nice thin wire Um, i didn't catch any good fish on this bait but it definitely helped me cover water helped me on that higher tide and i did catch fish on it just I wish I would have been able to put something together where I got bigger fish off of it. Um, the chatterbait that I was using for the most part was this Brett Height, I can't remember the name of the color, but it's a green pumpkin with that red. When I link it in the description of this video, it will have the correct name and have the right color on there, but I can't remember it off the top of my head right now. But I was using a half ounce and I used a few different ch- uh, chatterbait trailers during the practice and in the event. Um, I used a Rage Menace trailer. I also used a Sixth Sense Divine swim bait. And one thing that I found is that when I was fishing, the bluegill had really bright chartreuse tails on it. So when I was using that Divine swim bait, I would take um, a chartreuse marker and then just color that tail in and it gave it a much more realistic look. So the next rod that I wanna talk to you guys about is the Sixth Sense Sensory it is the seven foot seven heavy action rod this is what i was using to punch the reason it has no reel on it is because this is the rod that i lost in the water i dropped it i went to flip out a half ounce sinker that i was using to punch the six cents prawn and i was also using a three odd jungle flipping hook by owner or I was using a three-aught six cents flipping hook and I was really bummed that I dropped this rod and reel combo into the lake I mean that's 400 bucks right there unfortunately that that you lost but at the same time this was a great setup for that punch bite I had that ounce and a half weight that I was getting through that deep cover I had that three-aught weight or three-aught hook to the six-cent prawn and the one that I was using a lot of was the dark melon red And the reason I like that color so much is because one side had a green pumpkin and then the other side had a much darker green pumpkin. It wasn't quite black, but it was like a, almost like a watermelon on one side and then a dark green pumpkin with some red flake in there. And the reason I wanted that red flake in there is because on the Delta, those fish really like red. I had it paired up with a um, 7.0 to 1 gear ratio Corrado K. Great reel to pair up with this thing. And then I was using 60 pound Sunline Frog and Flipping Braid. Really good braid, I really like that stuff. I like the Sunline braid a lot. Um, I might try some new stuff in the future, but um, that's what I had on in this tournament. And um, it will get the job done for you guys as well. But this is a great rod for, for that punch, for the flipping. Um, I'm really, really happy with it. And I was really bummed that I didn't have it to go into the tournament and really utilize this as much as I would have liked. So the next combo i want to talk to you guys about is the six cents unicorn rod seven foot four heavy action this is what i was throwing the senko on and the reason i went from from the clout to the senko is because i was trying to find something that was going to generate a bigger bite and um i was talking to some other people and they're like now nah, you got to really throw the big senko in order to weed out some of those smaller fish obviously it didn't work out that well for me but that was why i didn't go with the clout in this particular tournament um i started off i did catch a fish in practice on the clout and um but i was trying to you know get that three to four to five pound bite and i was hoping that the bigger bait um, would do that because the six inch senko is is a bigger profile than the um than the clout so that's what i was going for i was using a one-aught owner jungle wacky hook it was the weedless version super sharp hooks anytime in the owner lineup you see that jungle or the that silt that that grayish coating on those hooks they're super so super sharp um you got to be careful with them you will hook yourself um the seven foot four heavy action unicorn rod is super super light super super sensitive and I, i really really love this rod. This is what I like to throw a Carolina rig on. Um, I throw heavier jigs on it. I've thrown Alabama rigs on this rod out at Lake Havasu. And I had it paired up with the 7.3 to 1 gear ratio Daiwa Tatula SV with 14 pound test Sunline FC Sniper fluorocarbon. Um, That 14 pound test was nice because I was able to really you know pull on those fish there's a lot of thick grass at the delta so as you're going through there you've got that heavier line on there and you can get those fish out of that grass out of that cover and, and not have to worry about breaking off all right so one more combo that i want to talk to you guys about six cents sensory rod again but this is the seven foot two medium action and this is the one that i was using to drop shot with. Um, I had 30 pound test braid on here and 10 pound test gamma edge fluorocarbon. Um, I just started using the gamma fluorocarbon and I'm really, really happy with it. I really like it. This stuff was super strong and I really, really liked it. And the reason I went to the braid to fluorocarbon is because when I'm drop shotting and I'm pitching that drop shot out to specific targets, and um, bringing it back. And this is only when I have a bait caster is I get a ton of line twist. So I went with the braid to fluorocarbon leader to minimize that line twist. And that's not something I generally do, but I definitely wanted to give it a shot. So I started doing it in practice and I had good success with it in terms of getting bites. I wasn't breaking my leaders or anything like that because in the past I have had the braid to fluorocarbon leaders break on the higher line line sizes like your 65 pound braid to your 15 pound test fluorocarbon and that's probably my fault but i've had those issues in the past that's definitely not something that i wanted to to test come tournament time so i decided to spool this up with 30 pound test braid and uh, 10 pound test gamma fluorocarbon and uh, it was successful so i was able to pitch that thing around uh, to different targets and i probably had like eight, nine foot a liter. So that way basically my knot was always out of the water for the most part, unless I made a long cast or something like that. For most of my pitches that were up close to different like isolated batches of tules or, or scattered tulies or something like that, for the most part, there was enough of a leader that my knot was even out of the water or at the very, very surface. So all that that fish saw was gonna be nice fluorocarbon. So I didn't have to worry about, you know, them seeing that braid or anything like that I was able to get a ton of bites on the drop shot as you guys saw just unfortunately didn't get any big bites Um, I was using a 1-0 owner cover shot hook that's a great weedless um, weedless drop shot hook those things are super sharp Um, depending on what size worm you want to use you can use the number one or the one aught. I was using a 6 inch worm so you can use the one aught and even at the Delta, I think you can get away with going to that two watt hook size on that six inch worm. But generally when I'm fishing around in San Diego and stuff like that, I will use the one on that six inch worm. And I was using a Robo worm for that one. Um, I just felt like it was it was giving me a lot of good action and it's something I had confidence just in years of, of using it. The reel that I was using for the drop shot was the Shimano Core. Uh, they don't make this reel anymore. And um, I think a good comparable reel um, to this one would be the Daiwa Tatula SV-103. It's the newer model. It's the darker color one. It's a little bit smaller profile, super light. I have it on um, this exact same rod, obviously just a different one, um, but still the 7.2 medium action sensory six cents rod, but it has just a different reel on it. And I think it would be a great pairing. Um, you're gonna have a super sensitive rod. Great for that pitching a drop shot great for some of those lighter shaky heads, um, great for a Texas rig, great for jerk baits, great for top water, super, super versatile rod right here. You can do a lot of different things with it. So I got one final combo that I wanna show you guys, and it is the Six Sense, Sense Lux spinning rod, seven foot two, medium, moderate action spinning rod. It has the Daiwa Fuego spinning reel on there, $100 spinning reel super super good quality spinning reel for that 100 dollars price point um, this rod is 150 bucks and um, i really like the split grip on it and um, i've got sunline sx1 braid in the high visibility yellow color i really like that high visibility um, braided line for my spinning setups because a lot of times you have semi slack line, you're super finesse style baits. So you don't want to have a ton of pressure on your line and on your bait. And when you have that high visibility, when those fish bite, sometimes they're just gonna, you're just gonna see that, that braid just skip on the top of the water. And when you have that high visibility line, you can see that line sitting on top of the water a little bit easier. So that's one of the reasons why I've gone to the high visibility lines, but, um, Good drag on this this reel. Um, great reel for hundred bucks. You guys, this is something that um, I recommend. I am gonna probably start going a little bit higher end on my, my spinning reels. Not like crazy $600 spinning reels or something like that, but maybe like a stratic CI4 or something like that in that 200 to $250 price range for the spinning reels. I just, I've never had any of those. So it's just something that I wanna start dabbling with. Um, but this rod right here Is great for a drop shot Ned rig Um, I was using it to uh, fly line a thin Senko Um, you know it's just a super super uh, sensitive rod it's got good ability to cast those light baits especially with the braided line Um, it's got the backbone to be able to fight those fish and get good hook sets Um, I was using a three-aught a 2 watt or a 3-0, I don't remember 100%, but it was either 2 watt or 3-0 owner cover shot hook um, with that Thinsenko on this setup. And I had 7-pound test Gamma Touch fluorocarbon. Uh, once again, I'm really happy with the Gamma, uh, but on either one of those, a good substitute to that would be, you know, your Seegar InvisX, Seaguar BrazeX, or your Sunline FC Sniper fluorocarbon. Um, I'm going to link all that stuff in the description of this video, but those are all good options. And um, yeah, I mean, I hope that this was beneficial. I hope that this was helpful for you guys so that way you knew exactly what I was doing out there on the Delta, some of the equipment that I was using. Um, I know that the tournament didn't go over that well, but you know what? I still caught a bunch of fish while I was up there. They just weren't the right quality, right size fish. So I wanted to share what I was doing, what I was using while I was out there. And again, I really have to thank GCI Outdoors for getting me out there, to, getting me out there for that event, and sponsoring it, and providing me the opportunity to be out there and fish. Um, I got to thank all my other sponsors as well. Sixth Sense, um, if, with, without them, I wouldn't have this awesome lineup of rods. Um, Omnia Fishing, you know, really helps me out as well, and I wouldn't have some of this awesome equipment, some of this tackle, all that kind of stuff. Um, waterland Um, i can't say enough about these sunglasses Um, these are the ashore model i'm really happy with the sunglasses as well Um, i was able to see those grass patches those grass lines all that stuff's really important when you're out there fishing Um, you got to really check out waterland it's a new company new pair of sunglasses for you guys and uh, i know you'll be happy with them and um, you know i got to thank last chance performance marine of course Um, i had some boat issues prior to getting out to this event and they were able to get me on the water in no time they got my boat fixed they got the prop fixed all that made sure that nothing was wrong and got me back out on the water um, without any issues to get to practice and everything like that i hope this video was beneficial i hope you guys got something out of it and um, make sure to check the description for all kinds of links to all this stuff that i'm talking about in today's video and uh, yeah, if you have any other questions, make sure to drop a comment down below. So that way you guys can get those questions answered. And if you're new to the channel, make sure to subscribe. I'd really appreciate it. And if you like the video, give it a thumbs up. And uh, thanks again for watching and I'll see you guys next time, later. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really appreciate it. I wanna to talk to you guys real quick before we go about how you can support my podcast. You guys know I wanna fish professionally and make a living doing it. And I can't do that on my own. So if you guys wanna support the podcast, that's an option that Anchor provides. So I wanna let you guys know about it. If you're interested in doing that, go to anchor.fm slash Matt Luna dash fishing and click the support this podcast link. I'll also leave a link in the show notes if it's something that you're interested in. I kind of feel weird ask, uh, mentioning it, but I wanted to pass that information along to you guys. Also, if you want to get a free ebook that i have put out all you gotta do is sign up for my email list there'll be a link in the show notes for that as well and you can learn about what bass seed talks about shad bluegill and crawfish and the different times of year that you can target those forages where the bass should be may not be a perfect every time you go fishing way to find the bass but it can kind of give you that yearly timeline and help you be close to the right areas where those fish are so Thanks again for listening. I appreciate it.